Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast. And in today's episode, we are joined by Rachel Southcott, and we are talking about, which I'm really excited about here, can you, um, so it actually is, this is a myth, so I'm going to say it in the right way. It's a myth because the series we're doing with her is a myths. And the myth is you can only get onto page one organically on Google search with a localized SEO, so search engine optimization strategy. I am so excited to dive into this because I love local marketing for brokers and I also, which I think is a good idea in general, but I, I, but I'm interested how that would feed into SEO and whether it's a good or bad idea. So I'm very excited to learn more. Let's run the intro. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland, the show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's Let's dive dive straight straight into into it. it. Hello, 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 Rachel. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. So today we're talking about this big old myth. I love that your myths, this is really good when when people say about myths, because I love debunking a myth. So where did this one originate from? Where is this this idea come from that you brought to the table? So um, recently, I began working with a financial planning client. And when they first approached me, they already had an SEO agency in place. And they were a little bit unsure as to how good or, a job or not the SEO agency was doing. And I think one of the challenges they had was that a lot of the reports and a lot of the information that they were getting from their SEO agency just did not make any sense to them at all. It was complete jargon and they were struggling to kind of get any sense out of it. And so before we even kind of signed an agreement, they sent me over this big long list of um, this this email from their current SEO agency and said, please, can you (laughs) clarify what this means? And I looked through it and... um, kind of got a bit of a sense as to the strategy that this agency had been using and I thought oh if it was me doing it I wouldn't have done it like that so they went all in on local SEO okay and um, to me I got the impression that in their mind the only way that you can rank on page one is by doing local SEO Um, and that is absolutely not the case and okay so that's a really interesting thing to unpack because I think that there's a lot of people again I've heard this from our last episode when we spoke about all these myths. I've heard this one as well, a lot. So why do you think people, I know that, 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 that you this is how you got this one, but why do you think potential like SEO firms and things that us are, or people think this? Why do you think this myth is in our heads? Because I've heard this a lot myself as well. And I mean, you, that's how you came across it. But what what is driving people to kind of think that way, do you think? I think that perhaps people have only seen success for themselves with local search terms. Mm -hmm. And so then as soon as they see, oh, hang on a minute, I'm on page one for this because it's got my local area in, you know, in the keyword. So, and then I think they focus their efforts more and more to try and build on that. And I think also people put a lot of emphasis on the map listing. And actually the map listing is only a really small part of the picture if you are on, you know, the top of the map listing for your local area, that's amazing. But don't sit back and relax and think that your job's done. You know, double down, build on that. What else can you do to try and dominate, um, you know, organic page one? So so that's so super, super interesting because I want to ask you a question with this then is because something I've noticed is that with like in my line of work, people chase views. 
you know, my, in my kind of category. They chase views and views don't already really mean anything. Do you think that the SEO, like, because the reason why I'm asking this question is some people chose, like chase to be number one in their specific search terms, but sometimes those, that search term, I'm potentially guessing, I'm just asking, do you think that sometimes those search terms are not actually, it's more ego driven, I'm number one on the page than it is actually business driven? Is that something that comes up a lot at all or something? You've yeah, seen? absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll kind of, take what you've asked and kind of tweak it slightly yeah, please do. I've got a specific example this same company that I've just mentioned that I've begun working with and um, they said oh do you know what we're ranking really really well for adverse mortgages in our local area and we've started to get a lot of inquiries through for adverse mortgages but do you know what we don't want them they are not our ideal clients we don't want to work with these people and I thought, oh, gosh, OK, so, you know, here's another example of the SEO agency perhaps not listening to them and mm -hmm. not implementing the right strategies. So it's great that they managed to get them on page one. Like, you know, hats off to them. That's fantastic. <laughs> but they don't want these inquiries. Um, so, yeah, I think when you are, you know, working with your SEO strategy, you really do need to think about who do you want to target? What keywords make sense? What content are those people looking for? And then create that content with that in mind. You know, don't just try and rank for search queries because you think that you've got a really good chance of getting to the top of page one. Think carefully about who it is that you want to target. Well, because on that, this the reason why I asked that question as well, and I love that that example because I I remember I've had um, Jamie Thompson on the show. He's a mortgage broker who did really well with SEO. He's got he's a very funny guy. If you don't know who he is, you should hundred percent check him out. He's hilarious. Like hilarious, hilarious. Um, paid like the David Brent lookalike to give him like a make an advert for him and stuff. He's very funny. Um, but he was like the SEO, he'd done really well with SEO. But one thing he said was he first went, and this is a long time ago, and he said he first went after when he did SEO. I think it was like something like, Can you get a mortgage as a student? And he ranked like so high on he ranked like number one on that, and he just had so much traffic. And he says it on the show. I think he said, actually, I learned pretty quick that like that you no, know, it doesn't matter. I might be able to rank for that, but not a single person is is like he said, they're not they're 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 students looking to see if I could get a mortgage. Was, I think it's kind of get a mortgage with a student loan. That's what it was. And he said, I it, then they're they're all students looking at can I will it affect me in five years' time? Not right now. They're not actually buyers. And he said that it taught him a lesson of don't go after the keyword that you think is going to rank you go after the ones you think are going to pay you. And is that something that you see happen quite a lot? Yeah, I would say so. But I think you've got to strike a balance between, because let's face it, like there are certain keywords that mortgage brokers would love to be on page one for, but they are very, very competitive. And Never going to happen. Yeah. Not going to happen, you know, so I will say that. Um, but I, so to an extent, you do need to find something that's a bit more specific, like the mm. example you just gave with the student. But you've got to strike a balance between it being specific, but also something that is actually going to drive traffic. Well, that's what he said at the end, because he ended up driving traffic was what he said was he at the end, I was going to ask you is he said exactly that, which I would go deeper. But he was like, it was about answering very specific, obscure questions that are from somebody who has a direct pain point is that something is you know so it was like a client who needs to buy but it's very specific 
and he was saying he didn't think that through and it's not advice that's out there it's all like try and rank on how to get a mortgage or how and he was it was like really odd like can i get a mortgage with a ccj that is three months old like it was like very specific and and he was like and if you did that it works is that the type of thing that people need to look at more yeah absolutely i don't know if i'd go that specific no like that yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's a funny guy like so he's worth looking at I mean, I, I like his approach. I think he's, he's definitely, you know, he's hitting the right sort of thing. But I think the volume of traffic coming through that for that would be so, so low. Um, yeah. But this is the idea. So even though, you know, with these more specific queries, you are naturally going to get a lower volume of traffic, the likelihood of those people converting is that much higher. So it does make sense. And I think the idea behind this, and this is exactly the approach that I take with clients when doing SEO, is to think about the questions that your potential customers are asking and make it specific. But one thing I would say is don't chuck the, the local word in there. So if you're based in Essex, do not write a blog article that has got the word Essex in your title. And oh, wow. I think th- this is purely because I think it looks silly. It just doesn't make sense. And I think this is something I've seen people do. I can't actually remember the title of the article, but let's just say it was how to get a first time buyer mortgage, Dartford. Yeah. You know, but it didn't fit naturally. I think you can get away with it with some sort of topics, but in some instances it just doesn't feel right and don't force it. (laughs) It's funny you say that because it's something like with this podcast, is targeted to mortgage brokers. It's funny because it's a very similar feeling I had this week. So like today I did an episode, a video it's, it's, it's out by now, but it was, um, and it's like the do's and don'ts of hashtags. Okay. And it's funny because that feeling was exactly that is because my target market is mortgage brokers and I understand SEO. And it was like, I was looking at it and I was like, I just can't make that work. I just can't make that work to be like, and I think sometimes you're very right. Is that sometimes we the keywords are important, but also needs to be ideal for the human. And I was like, I think sometimes you have to realize, like with me, I was like, my audience and mortgage brokers or, or like people who are in the space, they're going to know, I, like I can't say the do's and don'ts of hashtags for mortgage brokers because that's the most stupidest thing. It didn't just didn't even make sense, you know? So it's funny that you even say that because it was literally like uh, this morning, eight o'clock in the morning, looking at it going, Oh, because you can do, there's certain ones where like Instagram for mortgage brokers, Instagram for mortgage advisors, that makes sense. But when it's like, as you said, a certain, when you looks like you've just crowbarred and keyword stuffed in something, it just, I think it has exactly what you said. It's the opposite effect. Anyone who clicks on the video instantly is going to see, welcome to the mortgage marketing. It's very clear, but, but I don't think it needs to be so. And it's funny because I had the same battle this morning with my own, own, brain going oh you want it to be in there but it's very true like the, like the I, I don't know why people do it why do you think people do that is that an old school tactic that's been done for many years i think it's old poor seo tactics being carried on um so over time you know there's certain things that google might have allowed and might have been okay five ten years ago which are an absolute no-go now and i think you know, if people have been in the SEO world for years and they maybe used to use those tactics five, 10 years ago, they're just doing it out of habit. Um, but yeah, some of these things are just really not advised and they can actually do more harm than good. 
Oh yeah, no, there's loads, especially with SEO. Like there's a ton of S of, of things that, I mean, it blows my mind. I'm sure you see it all the time. Again, not, not an SEO expert, but like friends with some very incredible SEO people and understand it that, um, like I've been in meetings with mortgage networks and they're like talking about duplicate. They're like, we've got 250 blogs that you can use and put on your website. And I'm literally sitting there thinking you're lit. You're just saying you've got 900 advisors. 900 firms under your network you're going to sit there and say they, they can use all 250 like and i was i was in a room with um, one of my friends who's who is an seo expert in mortgages and i was like i sent him a text and i was like i'm not an expert but even i know that's not a good idea and he was like yeah it's a terrible idea but the yep. problem is the head of marketing saying that because not many people have kept up to date with the moving trend of how you how google has changed yeah that's a really really important one there and I think mm. another thing that I've seen people do is when they have written a blog for their website they like to use a lot of the content that they wrote in that blog and repurpose it for another blog and even that can be very damaging for SEO even yeah. if you've got even if you think oh do you know what I'll just grab those two sentences I'll copy and paste those two sentences from that blog and put it over here no don't do it because Google can pick it up and what it does is it actually restricts your organic reach yeah. because it will see that it's got duplicate content, whether it's on your website from one page to another or whether you've copied it from somebody else's website, Google can pick it up and it will it will do more harm than good. You'll actually restrict your performance. Well, that's what like I was speaking to somebody who's an SEO person, not in financial services. They were saying it's around 80% of the whole page has to be organic, has to be original. Like, original they said there is leeway like for things like you know book here call here they 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 said that he was saying he said google's not an idiot they know that you're going to use they're going to have to have like call to actions are the same they're going to be duplicated across the pages he said but it's got to be about 80 percent original content and he said and and um, it was it was a, it was a copywriter actually it wasn't an seo it was, an, it was an seo copywriter so that's what they did and they did it across big firms and and he was like honestly the the amount of people who will just copy and paste and they're very similar i think with that with, with that we're kind of not going off piece but it's very good because with this it's the same context of like this organic seo is as you say the amount of firms mortgage firms i've seen where they might write a blog about first-time buyers and then they might then copy and paste that and put that on their first-time buyer page and it's not this is again straight away isn't it? it's really easy to think you can just do that but you really 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 shouldn't yeah, definitely. I think something else I've seen as well is someone will write an article and then after they've written it, they'll say, oh, what can we do to make this more SEO friendly? But no, you need to do it first. If you're going to try and write a blog for the purpose of SEO, you need to carefully think about what your keywords are and think about all of that long checklist of things that the blog needs to meet before you start writing. It's really, really hard for an SEO expert to go back through a blog that's already mm. been written and try and optimize it. Absolutely. Now, I mean, Neil Patel, who I absolutely love his content and he's just a, the wizard of also all digital marketing, you know, with his YouTube channels over a million subscribers now, I think. And he famously says that he only does YouTube. He doesn't do, he only, when someone asked him if he was a YouTuber, he said, I'm not a YouTuber. I use YouTube to support my blogs. That's the only reason he does it. He has like, you know, to try and keep people on and, and he says all the time, everything he does starts with a massive blog in mind. And it's like 20 videos to support this one blog. And he's very much saying what you're saying there. It's his checklist. He was like, all the other stuff is way more forgiving. But Google and SEO 
is not. <laughs> and so he starts with that in mind and then feeds it down. And it's really clever when you see him, his strategy. And I think it's what you're saying here. And yet I think so many people gloss over it. They look at it and go, oh, I'll just write a little quick blog. Yeah. Do you mean that he uses his videos and embeds those into the blogs? He does. What he does is his videos are actually inspired to do, to talk about things that he, so he says he uses his videos to answer specific questions within the blog that might also not help the SEO. So he uses videos that could be more visual and talk about things specifically. Like, so it's like if the blog is how to get a more, I don't know how to, how to use Google ads, he might have 20 videos in that one blog, but they're doing things. He says, so to not duplicate the content, he actually will use videos that, so he can, that doesn't count. And it's very clever. Okay. So from one blog to the next one, one blog might have the content in written format, but then elsewhere on the website, he's got the same content, but he's done it in video format to avoid the issues. Yeah. To avoid anything. So if he, so he, he tries to make sure that if, if they would support each other, so if it's like, this is the first, like, yeah. So if, if that blog would benefit from it, a lot of the time, the video from an old blog is put into the new one to add even more context. So you could be what, reading it and then going, oh, watch this video. And it adds even more context, but he's not duplicate. It's so clever how he does it. I mean, he is, yeah. I mean, he is the king of social media though. Like he is the man. Um, but it's, it's a quite, yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't go that far as a broker. I'd be pretty terrified if I was going that far, but, but it <laughs> just shows you the level. I'm just, the reason I'm using it is it shows the level to the listener of just how in depth this stuff really is and how people think it's very basic as, and it's really not. Yeah. definitely. So um, if you want to connect with you, where's the best place for them to go? They can find me on my website, which is thefinancialmarketer.co.uk. And you can also find me on Instagram at thefinancialmarketer. Amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now. 